When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yankees suck. They lost, unfortunately. But all good things come to an end. (laughs) And I'm here with Kinshaw. The Yankees finished out their Yankees wrapped up an 11 game winning streak with a loss to Toronto last night, two to one. It was annoying, but oh well. Yeah, I'm still feeling better than I normally am after an annoying loss because yesterday's was kind of annoying, but yeah. You know, coming off an 11-game win streak, you, it's, you, you it's can, a nice sell. You, you can allow that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, well, fine. I guess you can have a couple bad at bats with runners on. You can maybe not get the right pitches. You can maybe have an annoying umpire call here or there. Whatever. Yeah, it was just a whole combination yesterday. It, it wasn't just the offense being like annoying, like it, it was like all of last year and like maybe the first couple weeks of this year. So I'll t- I'll allow it. Yeah. But, don't do it again. Never yeah. lose again. Yeah. <laughs> You've been warned. We'll allow it once, but now from the rander on. <laughs> you are not allowed to lose, damn it. Well, they've already screwed up your 161 and one prediction. So, you know, I they're know. unforgiven. They're, they're jerks. Yeah. They're jerks, I tell you. Well, it is nice to at least look at the Toronto series now as at the whole and see that the Yankees took two out of three up in Toronto, which is not an easy task at all. And the second no. game in particular was a really good win. Yeah, no, the the the, the, the second game I kind of like was inspiring in a way because you know we've been talking about it the last two years now, like how this the offense. Like I'm not talking about the last two weeks, obviously, but just the offense has been kind of like annoying and just like not appearing in games and not showing up and like that second game against Manoa, like they just looked helpless. They looked pathetic, but what's nice about the last two weeks has been like, that doesn't mean the game's over. And as soon as he was out of the game, the offense just came to life. I don't know what it is. And it just turned into a blowout, which like, you know, 30 minutes before that you would not have expected against uh, a game that in a game that Manoa started. So kudos. Yeah. The, the blade, the, the blue Jays bullpen was solid last night, but against, the Yankees on Tuesday, they were absolute dog shit. And that was uh, <laughs> very kind of them because, yeah, it allowed them to blow that game open in a hurry and make it 
pretty stress-free, which I always endorse. Give me boring baseball. I'm here for it. Just if the yes. Yankees are winning, I don't care. Dear Yankees, always blow out. But we should also say that um, even though Manoa was dominating, it was awesome to see Aaron Judge put that at bat together in his last inning to really wear him down, get those pitch count up, and then cap it with just a tremendous home run, too. Yeah. And then that was his like 437th home run in the last week, by the way. Yeah, I think that's the uh I think that's what the counts is up to now. He's been <laughs> he's been about as hot as he's ever been. It's pretty impressive. They like compared it to some of his best streaks from 2017, and that's right up there. Right. I uh, know it's been great. <laughs> and anytime Aaron Judge is replicating anything from 2017, you know take that it. we're in for a good ass time. Yeah. <laughs> he's been incredible. Yeah. It's a we I mean we talked about it last week, like where he was starting to kind of come uh wake up and return to Aaron Judge form, but yeah, he's he's Aaron Judge again and it's nice to see. <laughs> yeah, as uh, as Aaron Boone would say, he's six foot three seven. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is I had a theory a couple weeks ago where Aaron Judge got vaccinated and his arm was sore, which is why he was just like kind of eh. And now his arm is feeling better because, you know, the soreness is gone and he's hitting like Aaron Judge. And it is confirmed that he's vaccinated because he went to Toronto. I'm yeah. just saying I was right. I'm a genius. Yeah, you know what? This is we'll we'll, we'll chalk it up. It's confirmed. <laughs> don't confirmed. don't ask any questions. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't think it's I really appreciate that you brought that up because it's something that. I fortunately have not even really thought about the past couple of days, but the Yankees entire team made this trip to Toronto. No one had to go on the restricted list. I know like when Boston went up, they had to do that. A couple other teams have had to do so too, but to their credit, all the Yankees did what they had to do. They got vaccinated and they all, and they all got to play. And then they took two out of three. They almost swept. So, you know, this is what happens when you do the right thing. Yeah. It, it was an annoying journey to get here. And I don't oh, yeah. want to like lose sight of that because it was no. still annoying. And like, <laughs> we should just never have had to have this conversation and they shouldn't be idiots. But we got to a point where, all right, fine. We don't have to worry about it anymore. We're good. Yeah. And that's why like, I know, we, you know, before the season started, there was a whole conversation about like the unvaccinated athletes not being able to play in home games and all that. And like, I had a feeling if anything, that was what was going to push Aaron Judge because I, I just didn't see him setting out 81 games plus yeah. the nine in Toronto. I figured like he would have set out the nine in Toronto, but not the 81 at home. <laughs> um, so the fact that that was lifted and he didn't really need it and still came through, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not really want to give him like, call it a win, but I'll take it. Yeah. And if, if all it is, if all it is came about from incentivizing, hey, we really want to win this damn World Series this year. So we need you for those games in Toronto. Please get it done. And that got it done. Great. So, yeah. and Whatever Rizzo, got it done, Rizzo too. I'll, yeah. And I, I I know there were some, like, questions about Josh Donaldson as well. But, like, those were, I didn't really feel like were too concerning. Because, like, I think I think there was, like, reports that he had been to, like, Maple Leafs games in Toronto. When, yeah, like, there were, like, pictures were, of him at least games yeah, in so, the past like, year. So, that's he's, like, it yeah. was, like, a... I think he was just one of those, like, you know, everyone has a choice, but my choice is to take it, people. I'm like, all right, sure, whatever. I don't care what you, what you believe. Just take the shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it on so, the hell you want to believe. Just take yeah. it. <laughs> so, good series in Toronto. We'll take it. Yeah, and, uh, but I guess we should also shout out uh, Glaber Torres basically winning game one on his own, too, because yeah, he had a great game. 
yeah, he had the two run home run and then uh, came back to like hit the game winning RBI. So, you know, it's nice to see, uh, you know, him not be completely dreadful. No, he's, he's been decent for the last, like, I guess two weeks or so now, I, I think as well, like basically as the offense and the team has performed well, he's actually been, you know, again, not dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> And he's been taking more complete swings too, which is something that Esteban yeah. is going to be writing about today. And you can, you can, when you see Esteban's examples, you can, you can it's really pretty evident how Glaber's complete swing, like when he's actually following through doing like a full swing is just totally different than like his, you know, less, I don't want to say like less effort swing, but I guess maybe less focus swings. And that's just a real difference in his power. And you see how he's able to actually flick balls out of the ballpark in Toronto when he's actually putting in a good swing and making good contact. Yeah. And like, so I don't know if like Dylan Lawson saw something and brought him back to what he was doing before or whatever it was, but kudos to whoever figured that out. And hopefully that's continued success because before it was just easy to say like Glaber should be on the bench and you know he should not be starting. And if he's starting to come to life and actually, you know, win games with his bat for the Yankees, which is what they kind of always expected or wanted out of him anyway. Like they knew his defense wasn't great, but they figured, you know, at least his bat would make up for it. And now you're you're starting to see him kind of wake up and make that decision difficult for Aaron Boone. Like, all right, who's sitting today? Who's not? Um, it's just uh, you know, a good problem to have rather than making the easy choice of, okay, Glaber, you're just, you're only going to play when we need to give somebody a day off. <laughs> yeah. It's good to see he's actually turning it into a legitimate conversation of like, what, what's the best lineup on this given day. Right. And we saw in that nine run outburst against Toronto, DJ LeMahieu wasn't even in that lineup and they were able to do that. So. Yeah. That's. So it's what you it's, want. It's just, it's, the offense is uh, firing on all cylinders pretty much. Yeah. Except uh, yesterday. Except but, well. oh, yeah. <laughs> Although Higashioka did have a double yesterday, so that's, I guess, like a home run for him. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, um, he's still around, I guess. But uh, Jose Trevino has stopped hitting. But yeah, these yeah. are these to are the expected. critiques, then that's okay. <laughs> yeah. but And again, that's all part of the plan, right? Like, the plan yeah. was never to no. care about their hitting. And right. again, the offense has been good enough where we haven't talked about how bad those two have been. Yeah. It's, it's just like, all right, who cares? They're helping the pitching staff. The pitching's been phenomenal again. Yeah. Should shout out Jameson Tyone, too. He pitched very well against the Blue Jays and kept yeah. them right in there against Manoa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Without him, they don't, the offense doesn't have a chance to come back later on. Like, if no. they, he, he loses control of the game, then, you know, you don't expect that. But the fact that he kept them in there and while Manoa is shutting them down, then, like you said, the, the at bat and Aaron Judge had. You, you come back, you win the game. That's what a team looks like, a complete team. <laughs> yeah. And the bullpen, too, stepping up to that moniker as well, because just as a unit, they've been an incredible st- – and they've still been incredible. So They haven't they, – you know they haven't allowed a run all week. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, it's <laughs> crazy. And you just see – last night in particular – Michael King just comes in, and this wasn't even like a dominant King performance, but he still went nine up, nine down with three strikeouts. Then Holmes came in, got three guys in a row, and it's just like, oh, yeah. You just almost take it for granted that the score is still going to remain very close because of what these guys do. And I want to be like cognizant of the fact that this is not something to be taken for granted. And eventually, you know, some of these guys will start giving up runs here and there. And it'll be annoying, but it'll be expected because this is just an absurd run that these guys are on. 
I like how Michael King goes three innings with no hits, no walks. <laughs> and it's not a dominant outing because it was only three strikeouts. Yeah, this, this was like, it was do- not dominant in terms of like how it looked. Because like, <laughs> I mean, personally, I will take it because to me, weak contact is just as good as getting a strikeout. So they'll, we'll take it. Hey, I will have you know, after yesterday, Michael King has lowered his ERA to 0.51. And even more impressive... Clay Holmes has lowered his ERA to 0.69. Nice. Nice work. (laughs) And if I may digress for a moment, unnice work by the Cincinnati Reds, who had an opportunity to go to 4-20, and and they blew it because they are an absolutely terrible baseball team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead, they are are 3-21, and and they lost to the Brewers like 18-3 to or something. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't even a close game. They didn't even fight for 4-20. Oh, excuse me. Uh, it was they lost to the Brewers eighteen to four. So they uh-huh. they fought. <laughs> they got that fourth run, but they couldn't get that fourth win. <laughs> yeah, they got the fourth run in the ninth inning. It's like, okay, great guys. <laughs> uh, poor Joey Votto. And I think now he has yeah. COVID too. So that's just... <laughs> so so he he hasn't test. I was actually looking into this because I was getting very curious. First, I just got curious about how he's been performing, and he hasn't been great. No. And then I just saw this article. Um, it was just like. Oh, Reds put slumping Votto on COVID-19 list. I was like, oh, crap. And then it's like, he hasn't tested positive, but maybe he's showing symptoms. Huh. <laughs> it just like almost reads like he's bad and we just don't want to force him to play right now. <laughs> he just but, doesn't like, want to be around the rest yeah. of them. It's just like, you know what? Like, obviously, I don't think that's actually the case. No. It's just that's just how it reads. And it's just it was amusing to me. <laughs> the vibes are off. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm sick. <laughs> And then I think uh, someone wrote, like, uh, is this the end of Joey Votto? And then, like, he tweeted out, like, five more months. Enjoy it while you can or something like that. So, And then he went on the IL. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Who knows what we're about to see? Anyway, not the Red Reporter podcast, which I think I may have said once before already this year. Yeah, I was going to say, this this conversation comes up a lot. The Reds are just this bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I guess you got to really stand out for us to, like, notice you. And, boy, they are standing out. (laughs) Yes. Anyway. Back to the Yankees, though. Yeah. We should talk about another, let's talk about another so-so baseball team or at least a team that is definitely worse than the Yankees but better than the Reds which I guess spans a lot of teams in baseball but the Royals the Yankees played them very well swept them three in a row even though they didn't really have any runs score from a hit on Sunday it worked out where was that Saturday yeah, that was Saturday ah, Sunday yeah. was just Sunday was the Severino start where like he wasn't great um, mm. I think he gave up four runs or whatever but then they came back so that was still you know obviously still a good win but yeah, Saturday was just weird. Um, it was a 3 nothing shutout. That was the Garrett Cole game, I believe. Yeah. Um, Cole went six innings, uh, no runs, obviously. And, yeah, they had scored three runs, and they were all on, like, sacrifice flies and, like, whatever. And I was just like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, your uncles love this game. <laughs> yeah. And I think Josh was writing about that or has written about that, like, just about this team and, like, how they can go from – a blowout and just hitting home runs on which was the Friday night game to yeah um, Saturday, then they could still win games without even getting a, scoring a run with a hit without a hit. So it's good versatility anyway, because like you're not going to win all these games the same way. So no. And I, even though it is like one of those classic, like small ball things, very few things annoy me more than when there's like a runner on a third, less than two out and that run doesn't come in just because it's so easy to get them in so many ways to get them in. And I appreciate that they have not really screwed around with that. No, 
there hasn't been many points of frustration since the last two weeks have started. So. Yeah, again, it's it's when you keep winning baseball games, you force podcasters like us to say nice things about you. Yes. How much more pleasant has this one been? Yeah. Well, last week was pretty good too because they were at, they were only six in a row at that point. But hey, yeah. two straight streaks. There you go. Yeah. Those were like less impressive though, because it was against the Guardians and Orioles. <laughs> yeah. Although I guess the Royals are probably fit in pretty comfortably with that group. <laughs> probably. Yeah. But hey, they brought it to eleven by winning two in Toronto. Yeah. So that's big that's deal. good. Yeah. And yeah, like once when, when when you're winning games, like you'll fans don't really care at the end of the day how you're winning them, as long as you're winning them. Right. right. So yeah. And that's like what I would be and... I would be annoyed if I was uh, a Blue Jays fan, especially about the uh the game two days ago when there was like the terrible call on Marwin Gonzalez that was not made uh, multiple times, but he's yeah. like, he was both tagged out and almost certainly out of the baseline and the yeah. was never good. Like I get that the Blue Jays had used it, their challenge just like four minutes beforehand. And like that kind of came back to bite them in the ass, but like, um, so what the hell are you doing? <laughs> They're just vibing, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's vibing. They were just like, Oh, he really wanted to score, so we're just gonna let him have it. it was yeah. like, and, and like to your point, like I could see how maybe just uh, the ump was at a terrible angle, maybe missed the actual tag. But how the hell was he not ruled out running? Like, out of the yeah, that was <laughs> one of the more blatant examples of that I've seen that was not called. And I know it's not a normal call, but he was like way off home base. Whatever. <laughs> he was literally running around the people in circles. Yeah, this, that's like you know the. The move that your four-year-old cousin uses to like run around you and t-ball or something like that. <laughs> but since it directly benefited the Yankees, good job, Ump. I I think you've always done a great job, and I've always believed in you. Well you spotted. Were. I respect you. Yes. I respect, I respect Marty Foster a little bit less for those low strike calls on Aaron Judge, but whatever. That was not a good. <laughs> that was not a good umped game on either side of the ball. No. The, the strikes. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> But it was fun to see uh, Aaron Boone kind of blow up and get ejected. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's always good to see. Well, I don't know if I want to say it's always good to see that just because, like, you'd rather there be games that aren't impacted by that. Well, yeah. But it was just mostly it was just good to see because he just literally called out, he's six bleeping seven. Mm-hmm. And it's just amusing to just throw Aaron Judge's height into a rant. Yeah, he's going to – I think I, I may have been Ruko or someone who – tweeted like oh uh, aaron judge is great for t-shirt business so yes because <laughs> i'm sure that's gonna get thrown into a t-shirt too probably and people are gonna look at you like huh <laughs> oh i'm just i'm, I'm I, you know what i've been wanting to see in out in the wild is one of those run dmc shirts i wonder if those still exist <laughs> no runs dmc there you go yeah somewhere or remember when there was like that uh that guy robbed an atm and he was wearing a no runs dmc hat or something like that yes. <laughs> Like, what a choice on all sides of this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of reminds me of that scene in, uh, was it in Spider-Man Homecoming when, like, those dudes are robbing the bank and they have, like, the masks of all the Avengers, yeah. like Captain America. <laughs> yeah. It's not exactly the same, but it reminds me of that. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Our lives are like Tom Holland, right? Yes. A hundred percent. Twins. Yep. All right. Um... Anyway. <laughs> I guess we should talk about Joey Gallo. Um, Joe Gallo, yeah, he had a home run. He, he had a home run. He missed some time. Missed some time. Um, pulled was it pulled groin? I think right. Yeah, and 
just like a few days off and it worked out obviously because they just won those games and they were able to plug in with Macastro, Marwin Gonzalez and figured it out, played judge and center and hey, good stuff. Yes. Just Done. need to see more of Joey Gallo doing that because it seemed like he was starting to get back on track uh, with a couple of homers earlier and then he was playing well in Kansas City before the injury. So let's just hope yeah. that he comes back and he's not missing a beat. Homering on the first pitch good sign yeah exactly i was gonna say like you know i was a little concerned that that was just gonna like slow him down and reset him when he was starting to like look you know alive again but <laughs> first first sign was good so i'll take yeah. it yeah that was like a impressive home run too because it was yeah it, wasn't he, it, was, against the, it was against the lefty it was, it was 417 feet away it was like left center field so really doing some work to get that ball out of the park and not just yeah. like you're oh, popped up over the wall so yeah, and then his next few games are going to be at home, so maybe he'll continue with this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I guess I'll build from talking about Gallo. Like we hope that he doesn't like sink into a slump despite the home run, but also a directive to the Yankees to not do what the 2021 team did after their winning streak, which was go like two and eleven. So please do not do that. We don't need you to reel off another 11 in a row although you could do that if you'd like but just play solid or good and don't play terribly this is all we're asking yeah yeah i'm a little concerned because as we talked about last week they have uh 20 games in a row coming up yeah and i'm a little concerned that just coming off the 11 game win streak 20 games in a row which is just exhausting for anybody it's exhausting for me to even watch yeah (laughs) yeah they will have a mini break because they have so they have off today then they have three games against the rangers at home then they're off on monday and then that 20 game streak begins so correct yeah so then then they're off until then they're not off until memorial day which they actually have off yeah that monday yeah so the the positive is that there are seven games of the orioles mixed in there so just as long as they're treating them like they should like the treat them and not like series and not the first series yeah <laughs> Yeah, more of more of the latter, less of the former. Please, thank you. Yes. Uh, they got Sweep seven them. games nope. against the White Sox team that has been kind of frustrating for White Sox fans. So, hopefully, they continue those frustrations too. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting, but hopefully, they, like you said, just be competent, please. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> I, know, and I know that like it's we're gonna have to take like a thousand foot view on this. Uh, at the end of May and see how they did over those 20 games, because it is natural to, you know, get tired after you've been playing for day after day after day. This is not normal to play this many days in a row, especially early in the season. So we'll have to be cognizant of that. And at the same time, I'm worried with how that streak is ending with four games in Tampa Bay. I was just going to say, yeah, the worst part about this is the, the, the last four games are against Tampa and, it's a four-game set. It's in Tampa, and it's the end of 20, uh, 20 games in twenty days. This is gonna that series is gonna suck. Yeah, that's just, it was already gonna suck. It was always gonna suck. But yeah, no series, no more. series of the trap is really good. So this, no. it's just always a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah, and I was curious if maybe the Rays have been playing a lot before then, but no, they actually have three off days during the entire stretch, and the Yankees have yeah. twenty in a row. Oh, it's gonna be rough. Yeah. Granted, I guess right now the Rays are in the middle of a 16 games in 16 days. So they're doing their own little marathon right now. And that involves a West Coast swing, too. 
but yeah. you know what? They just swept the A's three in a row. So, and yeah, that sounds right. And also, like, no matter what the Rays are doing, you just know they're going to be pesky. They could be like, they could have the Reds record, but you know, if the Yankees are going there, they're going to all of a sudden be like the best team in baseball. It's just annoying. Oh, yeah. Even when Rays. like the Rays had some bad years for them in the, in the mid 2010s, they were still playing the Yankees tough, I think. Yeah. They're just so. always annoying. <laughs> yeah. Nats, terrible Nats. Not like the Washington Nats. That's the G. <laughs> I really thought you were randomly talking about the Nationals for a second. And I was just going to let you have it. Like, okay, sure. Yeah. Why not? So yeah. Let's 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 talk Juan Soto. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> hey, in uh, my game of uh, MLB the Show, Juan Soto, who is the Yankees left fielder, hit a home run to win against the Rangers the other day. So oh. that, that was a thing that happened. Good. Hey, why, come on. Why didn't you make the Yankees trade for Juan Soto? <laughs> I traded Joey Gallo for Juan Soto. Straight that one seems, for one. It seems very reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's beautiful when you have four trades. <laughs> you should have thrown in Andujar just like to sweeten the pot. <laughs> I forgot where he went. I, I he, he he's off the team too. I don't remember where he went. <laughs> I remember I, I I traded um I traded Aaron Hicks for uh, Cedric Mullins. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, because why not? Traded falafel for to the twins for Correa. <laughs> Back to oh, the in, twins. In, in that trade, I also traded Higashioka for Gary Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> I kept Ben Rortbet though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll hang on to you, Rortbet. <laughs> why not? <laughs> A guy who I definitely am remembering still exists. Yes. I only remember he exists because he's my backup catcher on this. Otherwise, completely yeah. forgot he existed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was like, I was just saying to you the other day, I completely forgot that Domingo Herman existed until they randomly gave an update on his injury on Yes. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he's uh, sort of rehabbing. I don't know. But it doesn't really he's matter. A, he's a person, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, like, where is he going to go right now? I mean, I, obviously, like, injuries will always open up at some point. But as of if like they stay right the same, like you're not putting him in the rotation over any of these guys. And I, no. I mean, I guess you could throw him as a long reliever, but who are you demoting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you really want Domingo Herman taking the innings away from Michael King? No. Yeah. Of course, now that we say this, I'm sure that there will be multiple injuries in the pitching staff and they will have to eventually shove Herman back in there because, yeah. <laughs> and, and spoiler warning for whenever that happens, you are winning the Manfred of the week. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I will claim my anti-crown, I suppose. Just, you'll be in the upside down. Yeah. All right. Should we go into our ad break? Yeah. All right. So we'll be right back. And we're back. So do we want to uh, go into your peek at the BREF leaderboard? Yes, because it is almost starting to normalize. Aaron Judge has made his way to the top because of his, like I said, 437 home runs in the last two weeks. That will do that. Uh, yeah. And it's funny. It's, it's funny. Cause like, and I, I know I told you before we started recording, like this top 12 looked completely different last night than it did today while we were recording. So um, Aaron judge, you know, number one, Michael King was at number two and he still is. So that was fine. Rizzo at number three. And then things got a little wonky after that. Nestor Cortez was there. But instead of him, it's uh, DJ LeMayhew, Josh Donaldson, IKF, then Nestor, then Aroldis Chapman, Glaber Torres, who was nowhere on this board last night, is now uh, eighth. 
then you have Clay Holmes, Giancarlo Stanton, and Aaron Hicks. Naturally. <laughs> yeah. And up until last night, Clark Schmidt, Clark Schmidt was on this list, which was still amusing to me because he hasn't been on the team in like a year. <laughs> By a year but, in a week, but <laughs> no, I know. In but, terms of uh, you know, 2022 small sample, yes, it's basically a year. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's kind of like uh, last year. I thought he was gonna be like last year's version of Corey Kluber, who like had the no hitter, then went on the IL for four months and was still just on that top 12 leaderboard. <laughs> That's I thought, true. Uh, I thought Clark Schmidt was just going to kind of linger around there. Yeah, but I guess no, that was more no. testament as to what the 2021 Yankees were not yeah. doing. <laughs> and the funny part is, um, Glaber Torres, sorry, not eighth, he's ninth on the list, but Glaber Torres coming into the leaderboard at ninth after yesterday, where, like we've talked about, he had one at bat, didn't even get a hit. But I guess defensively, he did enough to add a, a little bit of uh, war there. So kudos to him for we love showing small up on here. Class. <laughs> yes. <laughs> love May. <laughs> if Michael King wants to stay in the top three all year long, just through throwing ridiculous relief innings, be my guest, man. Absolutely. I mean, we remember his goal last year was to get to 100 innings. Maybe he'll do that this year. He's at 17. Yeah. Now his goal <laughs> is to... His to throw at least a hundred pitches that make you say, "How the hell does anyone hit that?" <laughs> he has an ERA plus of seven hundred and twenty-eight right now. It's what you want. <laughs> I was almost impressed by uh, Clay Holmes' five forty until I saw Michael King's seven twenty-eight. <laughs> yeah, well, and I guess we do have to say Aroldo Chapman just has a straight up zero right now. So he has uh, he has been doing the job, even if King did have to bail his ass out of that one game. Yeah, he, he wouldn't have had that job. He wouldn't have had that zero if it wasn't for Michael King. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, it's still a zero ERA with a 6.8 walk per nine. So. Yeah. And, like, I know we talk, we rag on Chapman because, like, you know, neither of us just really like him. But um, I think I genuinely mean this. For some reason, a 0.51 ERA is more impressive than a zero for me. Yeah. I don't know why. Because, <laughs> really like, you, you know, know that the zero is not going to continue. But there is, like, you know, a smidge of possibility that a guy could keep an ERA up, like, down like that for an entire season. Because we've seen that from, like, Zach Britton's ridiculous season on the Orioles when he was a closer. Yeah. I think his ERA was, like, 0. 0.6 or something for the season. It's crazy because Michael King has pitched in less games than Chapman, but has almost doubled the innings. Yeah, well, and I mean, when he's going like a three-inning burst, that'll do it. Yeah, and more than double the strikeouts. He has 25 to Chapman's 11. Yeah. This is insane. I looked it up. <laughs> Britain's ERA in 2016 was 0. 0.54. So that's uh, that was good. Yeah. Not good enough to pitch in the wild card game that year, though. But Hey, you know, why would you use your best reliever? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Buck <laughs> is progressing, maybe. I don't know. You know. The Mets are doing well. I just haven't paid attention yeah. at all to like why they're at that. I just saw Max Scherzer was doing Max Scherzer has been doing Max Scherzer things, and that's about it. The answer is that they have really good baseball players, which is a shocking concept that uh, I don't think the Wilpons understood that you could really invest in. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure it was just it's all Buck. Although he's, weirdly he's... enough, if we want to like detour over to the Mets top guys in war number one is uh jeff mcneil who i would not have picked and number two is brendan nimmo so, i guess the the rest of the guys suck no not really <laughs> tyler mcgill is right up there with max scherzer yeah, i mean the mets did I, i'll say the only notable thing from the mets i i paid attention to was when pete alonzo got knocked down by stubby clap and that's only because <laughs> the dude's name was stubby, stubby clap. clap we love it yeah. 
And that's pretty much all I know about the Mets this year. <laughs> that's fair. All right. Well, this is not the Amazing Avenue podcast, so we are skipping Mets talk after oh. already engaging in it for like a minute or two. It's, <laughs> it's fine. We already talked about their upcoming schedule. Should we just go ahead to the end of it or do you have anything else we want to bring up no i think we covered it um i think we could just go to the yankee and manford of the week yeah oh a brief shout out robinson cano dfa'd by the mets i guess we are segueing briefly back into Mets talk but it's related <laughs> because it's robinson cano because robinson cano is forever good at least in yeah. my hearts but uh yeah he kind of sucked for the Mets. he's designated for assignment he's got a lot of money left on his contract i have no idea if anyone's going to pick him up because he was not pulling the ball at all and that's not really good when you're 39 years old and almost 40 so yeah yeah and if you haven't already anybody who's listening to this go read andrew's uh post on robinson no after his bfa because that was very good and tugged at the heartstrings Thank because you. yeah love me some cano don't you know yeah yeah he may well catch on somewhere i do appreciate that like right after it it's like his agent brody van wagon and i'm like oh yeah i guess he's back with him after, <laughs> after becoming gm of the mets and trading for him and then getting fired <laughs> god look the mets man I, i'm sorry i don't want to keep talking about the mets but the mets man <laughs> how does i like they had like a three-year stint where he was like everyone's agent was just their gm like what the hell is happening yeah. like and oh okay he gets let go and then all of a sudden he's just like yeah, i'm gonna go back to gming which he probably was still doing in some shady ass way when he was gming yeah i was like wait a minute <laughs> yeah maybe anyway. someone picks up cano i would i would like yeah. that just to see see the swing a little bit more again yeah, right. hopefully, uh, hopefully maybe somebody, some contender, or whatever, looking for like a bench bat or DH or something. And, you know, he can kind of. Or even a terrible somehow. team. Somehow. Yeah. Get him on a terrible team. team. Who cares? Sure, why not? Yeah. Go Marlins. Reds, what are you doing? I mean, like, it's fine. No, 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 no. I, I, I love Cano too much to, to make That's him true. play for the Reds. We don't need to make him miserable. I guess no. they also have Jonathan India too, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how about uh, the Cubs? That would be weird and funny. <laughs> I could see the Cubs. Why not? Him and yeah. Clint Frazier could be friends if Clint Frazier comes off the IL. Yeah. <laughs> Appendicitis or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. What is what is his life, man? <laughs> Between him, Gary, Luke Voigt, like they've all been injured. And it's just like, oh, yeah, yep. That yeah, it's like I suppose right. that was the risk for most of them. Yeah. Apparently he's Alas. Clint is back with the Cubs on uh as of Tuesday. So hooray. Oh, congrats. Yeah. An emergency appendectomy. Great normal thing. It's going on. Sure, why not? Yeah. All right. So the former Yankees. So let's move on to the Yankee and Manfred of the Week. Woo! All right. Who's your Yankee of the Week? My Yankee of the Week is none other than Aaron Judge. Like, like I said, first of all, just the most important thing is he made the trip to Canada, which was like a giant question in and of itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but besides that, he's just been destroying baseballs. Like I said, he hit 437 of them. And an accurate thing, since April 22nd, he's hit eight home runs and just, you know, been back to Aaron Judge, being back to otherworldly. So kudos to him. And also, more importantly, he's been playing a very good center field, which like yes. we saw a little bit of last year, last year but. I think was it Ryan? Ryan just allow was it Ryan about like Ryan, Aaron, yeah. Aaron Judge being able to play a good center field, which allows for Giancarlo to actually take like you know d- like, you know m- make his way back into the outfield, and he's been playing there. You know, I don't want to say like not five days a week, but he's been playing there semi regularly. Obviously, yeah, when Joey at least Gallo a couple goes, days a week. 
and I think uh, Ryan even talked about like Joey Gallo going down was like the first test of the depth. And, you know, they were able to do it with between LaCastro, Gonzalez, whatever. But mostly you throw Aaron Judge in center, slide Hicks over to left and then have Giancarlo in right. You still have a very good outfield or decent outfield. Yeah. Well, it's a semi shout out to Giancarlo Stan for that one, uh, at least a double robbery catch. I think it was on Monday. It was pretty great catch at the wall in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> And you can see how happy he was. Like he, he he's always he he's likes playing about, defense, and he's not bad yeah, at he, it. <laughs> he's never been shy about like his desire to not be a DH. And yeah, you can see how happy it is, happy he was to make that play first of all, but then also to you know actually contribute. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, my Yankee of the Week is going to be Michael King because, as we've talked about many times on this podcast already, he has been absurd to hit, and as fun to watch as i would say any yankee reliever since dellen basically peak dellen so right that's uh like he, he's even doing it in a more impressive way to me just aesthetically than jonathan lewiska who had a really great year last year um just something about the way that he, his pitches move even more and that he's been able to really reinvent himself which i guess lewiska did last year too because like after 2020 if it, like he, he was still like ah oh, johnny Laza- johnny lasagna punchline and now it's just like yeah. jonathan lewiska good reliever but yes the way that michael king is doing it this year in these like fireman three inning bursts or coming in to bail whoever out it's a lot of fun to watch no absolutely and like we saw like like towards the end of last season and when he came back after his injury, we saw like a little bit of signs of like, yeah. Oh, he, might, he could be good, you know, cause he was very good for them down the stretch. And I have always been on the Michael King bandwagon ever since he said he wanted to pitch a hundred innings. So I'm going to say <laughs> I was his first fan. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> his family or whatever. No, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't like him until now. I liked him last year. <laughs> yeah. The King family is just all aboard the bandwagon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, but no, you no. see, like, how many different pitches he's working with out there. And it's just like, this is a starter who is just in the bullpen right now because that's how the Yankees are. Yeah. And, like, you could see maybe eventually, like, maybe next year or something like that, they might try to, you know, bring him into the into the rotation because why not? Yeah. But for right now, he's just providing enormous, enormous value. Like, I don't think it could – like, to, to your point, um, he – his outing yesterday, he had three innings, no hits, no walks, nothing. But it was didn't look as dominant because it was only three strikeouts. And yeah. <laughs> and it's like not a not not a knock on King at all. It's just a testament to what he's done so far. Where like, oh, you had nine outs and only three of them were strikeouts. What are you doing, guy? <laughs> so pedestrian. <laughs> yeah. Also, a shout out to Matt Blake in general for what the Yankees pitching staff has done, and also just in this recent. Blue Jays series they hold a ridiculous offense to five runs in three games and you know Toronto won the last one but whatever that's incredible yeah. stuff <laughs> and I'm just going to reiterate that those runs were all by the starters the bullpen is just they you you go to the Yankee bullpen and it's just like oh shit game's over <laughs> yeah oh okay well <laughs> we're done we're not doing anything now <laughs> mm-hmm. all right who is your man for the week Unfortunately, it was my Yankee of the Week from the last time, but Anthony Rizzo, yeah. he has been ice cold. He's kind of um, gone in the tank. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, I was looking through my notes, and my notes, I had him at a one, 111, 238, 278 slash line with the WRC plus of 46, and then I realized that that didn't account for last night's game, so it's actually gotten worse. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> His slash line is 0.091, 227. And his WRC plus is a whopping 20. 
since uh, basically since we last recorded. So that's from the beginning of the Kansas uh, the Royals series till today. Whoops! Not a good week for for our guy. Yeah, well, I guess he ran into all of his home runs in one game against the Royals. So. He did have one home run in, uh, on the opener he against uh, Kansas City, and since then he's done absolutely nothing. That was his. Uh, that was one of his only two hits this week. His yeah. other hit came on uh, the second game of the, the Manoa game again in, against Toronto. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Rizzo, pick it up. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, bring it back to uh, respectability. We'll be good. Because it's, yep. it's funny just to see him, you know, target the short porch. But, hey, maybe part of it is because he was out. He was away from it. So he's like, I don't like playing outside of it. This is dumb. I'm going to go. It just he's only going to play home games. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the reverse vast mandate. <laughs> <laughs> the Yankee Stadium mandate. I don't know. I only want to target the short porch. And, hey, yeah, he'll get a true. shot against the Rangers this weekend. And the Rangers don't have great pitching. So, hey. No, that's true. Even Marcus Simeon's been pretty bad, apparently. Oh, God, yeah, he's been dreadful. And it's just like, ooh, all right. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, you know, Yankees do their thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Simeon, please continue to suck until after the series. <laughs> if you'd like to go nuts against the Astros eventually, hey, we're not going to stop it. you. But right. before, we, before we get into Rangers talk. Yeah. <laughs> Lone Star cast. <laughs> My man for the week is uh, Jose Trevino, just because he didn't get a hit. And it's really just by like a default thing, because there really aren't that many contenders in here. So it's unfortunately just on Trevino, even though the pitching staff's been great. And that's his main job, and that's what we really care about. But... Please get a hit. <laughs> yeah, I will say that um, Josh Donaldson was in the running to get my Manfred of the week up until he had that uh, big double on Tuesday to kind of help make his line look decent and help win that game. So that kind of like earned him some favorability in my books. But even like, even him, it's like he's been OK, but I would really like to see a little bit more from him at this point. Yeah, I would, too. Yeah. But, but hopefully plus. it's coming. All right. So I think that'll do it for us on the Pinstrip Alley podcast. Follow me on Twitter at MarinTPSA. Follow the site at Pinstrip Alley. And uh, any last words, Kinch? Go Yankees, go baseball, and huzzah. Huzzah. Beat the Rangers. No more of that post-2021 winning streak stuff. Um, Yes. (laughs) Do good baseball. This is our edict. Do good baseball. Yes. (laughs) Don't do bad baseball. (laughs) 